You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you my weight loss journey has been, I don't know, one where I've been dedicated to losing weight for the last seven years and never really done anything. You know, I've hundreds of miles outside, hundreds of miles on the peloton, no God knows how many miles in the swimming pool, the treadmill, working out on the tread, and it's just, it never did anything. So I think there was, to me, there's sort of three phrases that come true. One is, and it's always been true, and everybody knows it, which is you can't out-exercise a bad diet. Absolutely. Everybody says that, but everybody thinks they can. I spent six years thinking I can. The second one, I wrote these down so that I didn't forget. Everything works. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and say goodbye to me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 240. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. It's like marijuana if you're dyslexic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just like that. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) I wouldn't know. I've I've never done that. (laughs) Awkward silence across the table, but I've never done that. Okay. <laughs> Why that's very interesting, yeah. Tom. <laughs> I listened to Nancy Reagan, unlike some people. So, uh, where were we at? Oh, yeah. So, you'd think you'd be the forgetful one. <laughs> well, so. Uh, I'm feeling very targeted. <laughs> very on the spot right now it's legal in a lot of places yeah it's been days no it's so uh you have a new job i do he said changing the subject quickly i am officially a met pro coach and you just started taking on a new clients i did so if you've been wondering if you should give it a shot well now you could actually end up with coach clip out crystal yeah, that's so cool. It's so fun. I love it. I'm so excited. Uh, and and then they're going to be starting the uh, podcast soon. So I'm going to have three podcasts to record. Ooh. And 
I will be a coach. I'm so excited. This you is like be. the perfect job for me. Yeah. Yay. So I guess we should throw it in there. It's not really meant to be a commercial, but we might as well. We've gone this far. <laughs> you can go to metpro.co slash TCO to check out more information yeah. and maybe end up with Crystal. You can get to talk to her once a week. Yeah. And if you, if anybody out there has questions and you're, you're hesitant just because you have questions, feel free to reach out to me and I'll, I'll go over everything with you. I've had some conversations with people and they just have a lot of questions. So yeah. it's, and, uh, and it it's works. Not... I made it through the holidays without putting on 30 pounds. Wasn't un- that exciting? Unlike last Christmas. <laughs> yeah. We did some damage last year. Woo. It was, woo, indeed. I needed an intervention after <laughs> Last year, well, you, was, you got one. I did. It's I guess. Metro. <laughs> I guess I did. Yeah, but uh, but it worked, and it and I made it through the holidays without doing any severe damage. So me too. Angelo's always amazed when he's like, "How do you put on weight in such a short amount of time?" And I'm like, "It is my superpower." I know. He's like, "Really? You yeah. put that in two it's days? Been two days now." <laughs> Like, That's why like, I always say, don't don't make it a dare, Angelo. Don't make it a dare. He's like, are you just duct taping <laughs> like small woodland creatures to your chest? I'm like, no, that's just how hairy I am. But but thanks to Metro, comes off really fast now, unlike before. So. Yeah, that doesn't work for everybody though. So yeah. you know, I'm everybody's lucky different in that regard. You are. So, uh, so what pray tell do you have in store for people this week? Well, we have a visit from John Mills. Of course, we are going to chat about. Uh, he, you know, he puts together this like list every quarter of like where all the different competitors mm-hmm. are in the connected fitness area from a social media perspective. So we're Gains gonna, and losses, exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. In a bit I um, guess instead of saying Gains and losses I could say gains And echelon Oh dang <laughs> We haven't even gotten To the first segment And you're already yeah. Throwing down Also We have a visit From Dr. Jen And she talks about Structuring your 2022 goals So okay. if, uh, if That's it, a lot of goals To have 2022 That's the year I, honey oh, Honey that's the year It's the year yeah. Okay Yeah Yeah. And then um, also Angelo is going to Visit with us And we're going to talk about about low glycemic index eating plans. This is a really important topic and it comes into play at MetPro. So you want to, if anybody out there is curious, this is a great topic. Not to mention, we're going to talk about Strava. We're going to talk about all of the instructors have been in different places. There's been a ton of articles this week resolutions, interesting playlists happening over on Spotify that they are mixing instructors. So I thought that was fascinating. Okay, uh, And they're doing some new things with artist collaborations they don't typically do. Plus, we have a past guest update and we're going to talk birthdays. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. <laughs> should point out uh, on Spotify, you can now uh, rate podcasts. So if you've been listening to us on the Spotify, I know a lot of people have been gravitating to, to Spotify for podcasts lately. If you are one of them, you can now uh, rate us over there. So if you'd be so kind, let's. it probably has some sort of magical algorithm that lets them know that we are beloved. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, except for those people that hate my laugh. And to yes. you, I say, <laughs> <laughs> there you go So uh, so yeah And you can also find us on Facebook Facebook.com Oh wait we have a new review I forgot that part Yeah read so, that review I love hearing the reviews The nice ones Yes So this is from Rem Rem 
2007. I wonder if they like what liked REM back in 2007. But it, there's three zeros, so it would oh. be they're going to like REM in the year 20,007. That seems unlikely. I don't know. I think REM will really stand the test of time. You think so? Yeah. Okay. So it says the outlet. If you don't dare bring up Pel- the Peloton tread bike app to your family, if your friends lost, never had interest in your badges. <laughs> If you're bursting to talk about what Peloton instructor is dating another, if you need to share your speculations about what Peloton might offer next, put this podcast on and indulge in talking back to Tom and Crystal. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It'll be like group therapy and the rest of your friends will stop avoiding your calls and you might just pick up a life-changing fitness tip or inspiration to genuinely nice people plus Crystal's infectious, can we still use that word, giggle. We'll keep you coming back every week. They put a ton of work into this and impressive amount every week. So Aww. thank you very much. Thank you. That was yeah. a really sweet review. It was. And oh, shameless <laughs> plugs. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group, sign up for the mailing list. You'll get all the links and articles and things like that. And a newsletter digest every week. I feel like I can, can start saying every week. I've been pretty consistent. You've been for a really while. consistent for a while. Yeah. And you can also finally, if listening to us isn't enough and you want to stare in my lipid pools of eyes. You can do that in HD at youtube.com slash the clip out. Can I just point out that um, we have the perfect dog position sitting here. Like this dog is laying in the room and she's curled up in her perfect position. Just in the corner of the room shot. There's our little puppy. If you want to watch us on YouTube, you can watch the puppy too. Now with dog. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube from Run, Lift, and Live, it's John Mills. Hey, how's it going? Hi. How's it going? Happy Woo! New Year. Happy New Merry Year. Christmas. Love all the, that stuff. Yeah, I love all the energy you're bringing. You got that New Year energy. I used to feel bad because you have all this energy and then I'm over here being me. And then (laughs) I was like, but now if I if I were to suddenly have energy, people be like, he's just ripping off John Mills. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's why this is my way of making sure that no one thinks I'm stealing your thing. That's nice. No grandpa shark shirts for me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. No. Does that mean I can't wear any hoodies and I can't bring a red cup to any of these things? I will let you wear hoodies. Okay. You leave his cup alone. But the cup is mine. But the, okay. I, and no, okay, we shouldn't share a cup anyway with COVID. Right. That's a good idea. I don't feel like I can say the hoodies are only me, though. Yeah. So, okay. No monkeys hoodie. Right. How about that? No monkeys hoodie. All right. <laughs> Yeah, He's that like, would be like offensive if I came in here with the monkey's hoodie and like unless unless be, you're doing another parody video, yes. which in which case it would yeah. be incredibly Offens- appropriate. Fairies, yeah. He was like, you're in no danger of me wearing a monkey's hoodie. Like, exactly. <laughs> He's like, where do you even find that? <laughs> I go kind of search Google or something. I don't go to the old guy store. They got him there. Is that what they call it? Yes. Google old guy store. Old guy old store. Old guy store. <laughs> yes. 
So uh, <laughs> moving into Peloton stuff. Oh yeah. So you you do this? I guess what roughly quarterly? Yeah. Uh, oh, it says right yeah, here. This quarter, time right? I did it exactly quarterly. Ooh. Like the last one was October fifth, and now it's January fifth. And like perfect timing. Look, Look at, at that. you. So uh, you like to take a little peek at uh, all the social media channels from the various connected fitness properties and kind of see who's gained, who's lost, who's echelon. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the intent is I know some of these companies are public and other ones aren't. So it's tough. And then, so the ones that aren't, they're not required to publish their numbers. So then you don't really know how well they're doing in, in, you know, in comparison to the public companies. So I use this unscientific mechanism to see who's do, making some moves in the connected fitness space. Right. Woo. What yeah. is happening to Beachbody? Yeah. What, what's up with that? How come Beachbody went backwards? Like, I don't know what's happening with that. I, yeah. Soul Cycle goes backwards every quarter. So I was. Yeah. Surprised. Well, <laughs> they go backwards in a lot of ways. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't really surprised about Soul Cycle going backwards, but Beachbody did. And also, I have Body Interactive on there. And, you know, they just, you know, came out. I see I that. Know, last, late last year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I don't know if. Beachbody going backwards has to do with Body Interactive and folks kind of following them. I don't know if that's an effect. I feel like but, um, I feel like that's unusual if it is because yeah because most people just add to another one. They don't like oh I'm following this account now so I got to get rid of this other account. You know they just like add on yeah. another one because like it's not a big deal. Right. So I'm I don't right. know. That's just my take on it. But. I wonder if the Beachbody account was like because I know they like to sell things over there. I wonder if maybe they got a little too pushy and people were like yeah it's enough of that. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Something like that, I think, is going on. I think 3,000 people to say, you know what? I don't want to follow you no more. It seems like a lot to me. It does. I agree. It does seem like a lot. And also, I'm kind of fascinated. So, yeah, first of all, good job, Tonal. Good job, Peloton. Up 5%. I mean, 100,000 people is a lot of people. That's a lot. Yeah. Especially when. What I loved about that is, yeah, what I loved about that is last quarter, they were up like 60K. And now they're up 100K. But it's interesting because, you know, I keep seeing all these news reports. Oh, Peloton, the searches are down. Yada, yada, yada. Well, I mean, this is an interesting metric because this shows, well, people aren't as disinterested as you might think, you know, based on this. I mean, I I don't know what the true story is. And also, like, it's just interesting to see that they're up 5%. Because that's a big number when you have almost 2 million followers, yeah, you know, 96,000 right. is a lot. But I love seeing these numbers. This is kind of crazy. Like, good job, Tonal, they're, up 18%. Their Peloton's quarterly bump, 96,000, is almost double Echelon's total followers. Yeah. Right. Which <laughs> is interesting. And sadly- Echelon throws me. They really, it's so confusing. Up 2,000 and that's their 5% because their number's so low. And like body just started and they they have almost as many followers as Echelon. That's just fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It, that's telling a story. I don't know the story, but it's telling some story. Like, yeah. yeah. Body just started and they're about to just like leapfrog Echelon and put them in last place. Like, it, I don't know what's up with that. But yeah, I like the tonal narrative there. Like I love it. 37,000 people in the quarter that started following tonal. That's telling us something that's that to me, that's pretty impressive. I agree. Um, 
iFit's pretty stable. Apple Fitness Plus is is jumping as well. I know they're still kind of the middle of the pack, but I mean, they were up 19%. So I mean, that's certainly nothing to, noise. to sneeze at. Yeah, that's that is definitely some good numbers there. And it's yeah. it's interesting because the percentage, you know, you got to look at the percentage and the number, right? So when you right. look at Peloton up 5% sounds a lot lower than Apple Fitness, but what I find interesting there is that Peloton is up a hundred thousand, and Apple Fitness is only up twenty one thousand. That's a lot for Apple, but that just shows Peloton is freaking huge with their numbers. Right. Like they are killing everybody else yep. on here. Peloton's five yeah. percent bump versus Apple's twenty percent bump in terms of raw numbers was five times as many people to get to their five percent. Exactly. So right. in terms right. of raw data. Yeah, this is right. this is always super interesting. So yeah, wow, wow, and I love that you added hydro to this. So thank you for adding that. That's that's good. Yeah, I should have added them before because I like to continue to, to maintain these metrics because there's no way to go back, right? So sure, unless I unless I post them. So yeah, we'll see what happens next quarter. But now I'm like, I'm like oh, I wish I would have added them back in October so we would have seen this disparity over the you know the holidays, but. Oh, that's true. It's also interesting yeah. to see Nordic Track up, honestly, at all. Didn't aren't they the ones that just laid off all those people? Yeah, yeah. And and I thought the same thing. I thought that they were probably um, gonna gonna have some type of an impact. But you know, they have been pretty kind of stable. I think they they've got like name recognition, Nordic Track and, and iFit and that Nordic Track brand. So mm-hmm. because of that, I think they just kind of keep plugging, kinda, you know, maintain. And you know, notice they're not up a whole lot. iFit was up, their 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 primary brand was up a little more. But I, I see it. That's why they don't tend to have the same issues as, you know, like the, the Beachbody or the Soul Cycles. Like they have name recognition and you see their commercials all the time. And I think people, rel- you know, tend to kind of like many of their products. So they they don't tend to have those types of issues. It's interesting. It well, is. Well, um, thank you for doing that. We'll be interested to see what it looks like three months from now. Yep. And uh, indeed. Also, while you're here, we should talk about you found an interesting article about a new bike called Capti. Is that how we're saying it? I really don't know. Yeah, I've been saying it that way too, but I don't know how you actually pronounce it. But I know it's, the company is Espresso. Espresso, I think. Espresso. Yeah, I've used an Espresso yeah. bike way back in the day at the gym. It was awful, like awful. Really, so bad. <laughs> I hated it so much. The idea is cool. Espresso. (laughs) The idea is cool because you're like riding this bike with everyone else, and like it's it's interactive, so it should be fun. But the bike itself was so uncomfortable and so awkward and heavy. I hated it. So it's hated everything about. It's good in theory, but not in practice, like communism or sex in the bathtub. (laughs) It's been some kind of bathroom, Tom. But anyway, I said bathtub. Oh, okay. I wonder if these are the same. I, I've seen Espresso, and this company is called Espresso with an X. I wonder if they're different companies. Oh. I'm not sure if the same. Okay, well then I don't different. know. I don't know. But the, the but you know they actually have multiple bikes too, so it could be the same. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know too. that this bike is bad. I just know the one I used like 15 years ago was bad, so I can't say yeah. this one's bad. So what makes this bike worth talking about? Okay, so there's a component of it that was interesting to me. I'll get to that in a second. But okay. ultimately, the bike has handlebars that you can unlock to where they then steer. It's, it's intended to be like you can have like an outdoor experience. I don't know if that's cool or not, but it can do that. Okay. Like a free mode for the handlebars. 
They're no longer locked. They can move. Hmm. And then it also has the same free mode for the pedals. So instead of, you know, you're either pedaling for power and it, you, if you stop pedaling, your feet are still moving. You can just stop pedaling and it'll be like a free mode on a, on an outdoor bike. Like you're, you know, on the screen, like, you're still moving. Like you're coasting. You're no pedaling. Right. You're just coasting. So it has these kind of features built into the bike because their intent was to build like a connected fitness experience as well as an outdoor experience, right? Hmm. To try to kind of compete with those two areas of cycling. Hmm. Um, and so that's one piece of it. But the piece of it that I was posting about was the fact that they are now collaborating, they, or I think they have been collaborating with Epic Games. And so they're using their Unreal Engine as a part of how they're building out these games on their platform. So you know, games like Fortnite were built in that same kind of context. So they're they're saying using our bike, you, it, you don't just have like studio classes. You have true games that are of a quality that you would get in current day kind of gaming. And that made me go, hmm, hmm. I know Peloton's about to come out with Lane Break, but should they have thought in the same terms of like going to like a true gaming kind of company that has like decades of experience there using their engines to build games that are, you know, have graphics and detail to kind of this level, right? That's what it, the question it posed in my mind. Yeah. And so, so, you know, I hear you saying like, what does this do for like Peloton's lane break? Like it kind of is not so great comparatively. <laughs> Or should right. I say, I, I, lane I, I break is not it to so like, great. <laughs> I, I know this was like this is like you know extreme, but I compared it to like you know a modern day game and Pong. So <laughs> I'm like, are are we building Pong while other companies are building Fortnite? It's yeah, a fair question. That was the question. Uh, totally. Yeah, because you would think they, they could do all sorts of fun things if they had something like this in terms of like you know you could be competing on screen against Matt Wilpers or something. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. That would be neat. A little yeah. Mount Wilpers icon, actual size. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's like, how big he is? Yeah. I can make those jokes because I'm the same size. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it, it was just a concept. I don't I don't know if this, this bike is really going to make much of a splash or not. I think it was, you know, it dropped last month. It was just that concept of the gaming component of it. And they're thinking that they could use the gaming component of it to kind of drive like an outdoor experience, which then get to the hardware of the bike. They can use the steering, you know, these handlebars that move and free mode pedals to give you even more of a realistic experience. That's yeah. I wouldn't think it thought. would take too much of a bite out of Peloton. I think that's a kind of a hyper specific niche market that, uh, you know, where if they have something that's close enough, like they're probably right. fine. And, you know, and, and while it's one thing to compare it to Pong, I almost wonder if it's more like uh, Candy Crush. You know what I mean? Like you have all yeah. those games on your phone, which aren't as intense or as something like a Fortnite. But it's it's more for kind of the casual game user. You know, like I don't want to get sense. sucked into something that complex. I don't have time for that. But while I'm sitting there watching TV, I'll play Best Fiends. I still play it, even though they don't advertise <laughs> He anymore. ran still, out I of ran levels. out of levels on Best Fiends. That's <laughs> but how. that's a whole nother. Yeah. So the other the other thing that I, I find interesting about this is, one, I'm curious if you will add this to your social media list that you keep, Cacti. And two, if it is its own you know, you have to buy a bike or you have to use their platform. Like how expensive is that compared to all the other the other 
alternatives out there, you know, so that'll be yeah. interesting to see as well. The bike is expensive. It's four grand for the oh, bike. Oh, what? So I don't... <laughs> I don't know about that. That would be a real fun video game. God damn. <laughs> I don't know about the monthly, but they do have a subscription plan and they have their own content, which always kills me with all of these platforms. Right. As soon I'll be reading about it. I'll be like, oh, that's kind of neat. Oh, that's kind of cool right there. And then I'll go look at the content and I'll be like, you know, that's wow. <laughs> content is horrible. I always do that. I always the same thing every time. That's, the content makes me go. Uh, Peloton really excels in that area. <laughs> they, do. they really do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. We will we will keep our eye on this one and see what happens. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us, John. Um, until next week, where can everyone find you? Uh, they can find me in my Facebook page, a group run, lift and live. They can find me on Instagram, run, lift and live. They can find me on the tickety talk, run, lift and live. <laughs> Or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Talk to you guys later. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It is the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Bye. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. 
Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. She was a five-year national team member in rhythmic gymnastics and uh, handled the sports psychology for USA Gymnastics. It's Dr. Jen. Hey, how's it going? Hi. Hey, good. Great to be here. <laughs> well, we really appreciate your time and uh, we're, we're hoping for some help because uh so as we have entered into 2022, it's here at last, how should people go about setting up, structuring their goals, their fitness goals for this year? Okay. Or well, first of all, the number one biggest mistake I see is people doing too much too fast. And if you are someone who has not been active and then suddenly you're saying, I'm going to work out an hour a day, seven days a week, you are going to fail. I don't mean to be a pessimist, but you are far more likely to get injured based on all of the studies that I've read. You are more likely to hate what you're doing. Really, the key to creating achievable goals is to start small. I'd rather you look at your goals and go, well, that's so easy. I could totally do that and have the opportunity to have success and build on success you know, a lot of the time people see my workouts since I post on my Insta stories, all of my Peloton workouts, and they'll say like, oh, I, I want to do what you're doing, but I built up to this, you know, besides the fact that I was an elite level rhythmic gymnast on the national team for five years, even now, decades later, it took me a long time to work up to the level that I'm at. And I started off with much small, I started off with walking before I was running. I started off with walk runs that you have to work up to what your goals are. So that's really a key issue that you want to make sure that you start small, that you build that. And I think one of the great things about Peloton is that you can start to layer. You can start with like, for example, your cardio, you know, 20 minute or even 10 minute workouts. And then once you're achieving that, raise the level, raise the time, start to add in strength work, start to add in stretching, yoga, all that sort of stuff and create a balance. But I always recommend that people work with someone who is knowledgeable about training. For example, someone like you, Crystal, that you have a background in knowing how to create a healthy program that you have studied this. And if you're not working with Crystal, then working with some other, a personal trainer, working with an exercise physiologist, working with a friend who is studying this or someone who's really knowledgeable. And you don't have to do it. It's not like if you're working out on Peloton, you don't need a trainer every day. But what you do need is someone to help you to create a reasonable program and then build on it. So maybe you check in once every four to six months after creating a program. But a lot of the time we are not the best judges of what we should be doing when it comes to our workout. Sometimes we are too ambitious. And one of the studies that I read that is particularly fascinating to me is that it looked at lifelong exercisers. And what it found was that People who were lifelong exercisers exercised because they found that they felt great after they exercised. They got endorphins while they were exercising. It felt good. They had positive associations. But when you first start an exercise program, you get none of that. <laughs> On the contrary. I'm still waiting. <laughs> you, you can speak to this for sure. It, it's difficult. It's painful. It's discouraging. You don't get endorphins until you get to a higher level. So a lot of the time, it, it isn't the best. So what you want to do as you're building up is, first of all, focus on 
music, pick classes based on music that you love, instructors that you love, other things that will excite you and keep you engaged. Try to break things up into smaller bits. Um, If you find that, you know what, doing a 30-minute walk even is too much for you, but you want to hit 30 minutes, do a 10-minute walk. Then do a five-minute core. Then go back and do a 20-minute walk. You can break things up as you build up. Don't judge yourself and judge, oh, if I'm not doing it 30 minutes straight, if I'm not running for 60 minutes straight, you know, sometimes we have to break things up for our mental state because when we build up an exercise program, what most people don't realize, they just think about the physical, Right. that it takes a while to build up the physical strength and the endurance. But what most people don't realize is it takes a while to build up the emotional, psychological endurance. Like I know for me, I've built up to a 60 minute run. I do, I do 45 minutes on my long run. And once a month, I do 60 minutes right now. Mentally, that is really hard for me. 45 minutes now, not a problem. Like, but that 60 minute is still, I find myself really having to play mind games with myself as I'm running the endurance I can do now. But it's the mental game where it's more challenging for me. So really be patient with your mental game and also ask yourself as you're training, where am I struggling? Is it strength? Is it endurance? Is it mental or is it fatigue? And then make sure that you adjust accordingly and also make sure that you include stretches or yoga or whatever you need to help you recover so that you can keep increasing your workout. Yes, yes. Oh, such good advice. Yes. Such good advice. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, until next week, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me. I have a weekly column at InStyle Magazine uh, called Hump Day with Dr. Jen. It's all about sex and relationship advice. You can also find me on all of the social media, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, you name it. I'm on it at Dr. Jen Man, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And I do post all of my Peloton workouts on my Insta story. Awesome. Thank you. Peloton in the news. So Bloomberg.com has uh, an interesting article about Strava and how the pandemic has affected them, especially in relation to some of the things peloton has been seen yeah so i thought this was interesting for a few reasons um so they're basically the gist of this article is that their revenue spiked by 68 percent in 2021 however they're not sure if they're going to be able to keep it this are the bloomberg isn't sure if they're going to be able to keep it but thus far they have not had the um fall off that Peloton has that they're they're showing. So they're saying like it's going to be fine. That's what Strava's thought process is. We'll see because January seventeenth so, is kind of the cutoff for New Year's resolutions. Like that's where the newbies kind of bail. Yeah, it yeah. is. And so they seem to be theorizing that people got Strava during the pandemic for their Peloton. They've pivoted away from Peloton, but they've still kept their Strava. Yeah, and the interesting thing to me is that. In the last, like when I first got my Peloton, I was all about Strava Mm -hmm. because that was one place that I could kind of log everything. But since I got my Apple Watch and um, and then I also work out uh, on my tonal, I don't really use Strava anymore. Like I still have it, but I don't have like the most I don't have the expensive plan anymore. I'm not trying to to track it in the same way. So 
to me, it's like I still have it, but I don't do anything with it anymore because it doesn't it doesn't aggregate the data in the way that I need it to since it doesn't pull in tonal in the way that I want it to. Like it shows that I did a workout, but it doesn't give me all of my stats the way I want it to. I just find it interesting. It it could just be me not knowing how to hook everything up because some things you have to turn off and some things you have to turn on when all the different apps are talking to each other. Right. But I I feel like I'm probably not the only person that's like, yeah, I just got it on my Apple Watch. I'm good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're you're a person who's like a triathlete or something where you want to track your actual outdoor distances. I feel like that's really what Strava, that's where they excel. I don't feel like they really excel with all of the indoor connected fitness. And so I don't think that they're going to continue to see new income coming in. They might see additional subscribers, but I don't think that people are going to subscribe to the most expensive plans with Strava. That's just, that's just my take on it. My experience. Gotcha. And then tech radar talks about LG TVs and I guess the the Peloton app is baked into LG TVs but they're also rolling out a plan this isn't necessarily Peloton related but it was still interesting where you can pay a flat fee to talk to doctors and dentists virtually right through your TV yeah and and they don't right now offer Peloton this is new Peloton being in there is new too and so um, that was why I included this but I did think it was interesting because they kind of had a conversation about in the article they discuss whether or not this will matter because LG TV can have more security around having private conversations with your doctor than some of the other options out there and will it matter right so um i don't know if it will or not but Based i thought it was interesting people post on facebook i don't think they care they may not they don't care about their privacy <laughs> it's like i'll give away all my information as long as you tell me which muppet i am <laughs> like that's oh my god right yeah like stop posting that you yeah just... also like I mean, duh, I'm Fozzie. I mean, for sure you're right? Fozzie. Like there even, is no doubt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I also think it's interesting where it's like, okay, a, a virtual visit with a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. I get that. You know, oh, doctor, my, my elbow hurts, or can you look at this rash or whatever, but your dentist? Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, I guess if it's issues, like you have questions, but obviously they can't like get in there and look at your teeth, you know? Right. But, so, I, but I, they really can't do that with a de- doctor either. So it's not like you can be like, hold up your foot and be like, you know, my foot's been acting weird. Well, Take you can a hold look. your foot up a lot easier than you can say, look at my molars. Yeah, but I just, there's not so much diagnosis they can do. I mean, they can look, but yeah. they, you know, I, I saw a, um, a dermatologist virtually and they basically... Uh, they were very helpful, but at the end of the day, it was like, well, if you want to do something about that, you're going to have to come into the office, you know? So, yeah. like, you can kind of get a general direction. Yeah, that's that's something you should talk about. That's something you don't care about. Sure. It's not a big, you and know. That's like, yeah, like for a doctor, but for mm-hmm. a dentist, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're going to have to have a pretty special camera. Yeah. The- <laughs> you're you're going to have to have the kind of cameras I got over there on Pornhub. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, that took a turn. <laughs> so. You can also go to the gynecologist now. I oh suppose. boy! Or the proctologist. Okay. What? I'm being equal opportunity. Okay. We've all got one of those. Oh my! <laughs> Clip out. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Angelo from MetPro here to answer all of your nutrition questions for you to help you achieve your fitness goals. I said all the right words, just not in the proper order. <laughs> Hey guys, they know what you're saying. Hi. Food, nutrition, 
Angelo. Angelo. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> well, um, I'll go ahead and take over, Tom. Yeah, because uh, yeah, this one's got sciencey words in it, man. You don't want me doing that. <laughs> well, one of our listeners, uh, Heather Steele, wants to know, what does MetPro think about low glycemic index eating plans? That is a great question, Heather. I and and I can give you an answer that isn't. It depends. Oh, I, I love can, that. Uh, That's I always can, fine. So and rare. Uh, <laughs> I actually uh, remember penning the chapter on low glycemic. So in in uh, both MetPro books and our workbook that we have, we go over all of the different primary sciences that MetPro implements. MetPro being metabolic profiling. So what we do is we use all of the relevant sciences to a greater or lesser degree. Now, we evaluate different approaches based on their efficacy because we've had thousands and thousands of clients we've coached go through the process. And I will tell you, there are some good sciences out there that we don't use as much because application and practicality. So, for example, doing zigzag techniques where you're eating a different carbohydrate intake level on different days of the week. That is a protocol that we actually do implement at MetPro. It's called micro zigzagging. But what you'll find is more often we macro zigzag simply because we get better results out of it. Why? Because micro zigzags are very difficult to adhere to in the long run. Most people have a hard enough time prepping exact macronutrients for one meal plan, let alone having two or three meal plans in a given week. So we'll pull that out and use it. Calorie control is a potent methodology of manipulating your metabolism. Carbohydrates, a potent method. One of the line items on all of these methodologies that we use is low glycemic eating. Here is what we have found. By itself, it is not a particularly potent weight loss tool by itself. But what we have found is when combined with additional modalities, it enhances the benefits and the effectiveness. So for example, if you are using caloric restriction as a trigger, if you are using carbohydrate restriction as a trigger or so forth, and pair that with also making sure that the meals are moderate to low glycemic, there is often an enhanced correlation and there's definitely an improvement of, in sustainability because with lower glycemic meals, you tend to be satiated longer. You tend not to have a bunch of spikes in your energy level throughout the day, your blood sugar throughout the day. So it's more sustainable to come back and implement for a longer period of time. So at MetPro with each of our meals, a lot of people they look at the meal builder and they think that, oh, this is a tool to pick any food I want. No, <laughs> no, that, that, that's not what's going on here. With, with MetPro, we actually give our clients a meal plan. This is a tool for them to exchange a particular protein or a particular carb or a particular fat for something they prefer. But there's definite guidelines. So a lot of people say, how come, you know, this cracker wasn't on the list? because we didn't want it there. That's why. <laughs> um, and usually people will ask about a food that seems like it would make a lot of sense. And what they don't realize is it's glycemic load. 
So when somebody is on an intake level that they're not on a really high threshold intake level, will manipulate the list of carbohydrates in particular that they have to choose from. Not radically. The staples are going to be there. But I'll give you a classic example. How come some clients say, I have bananas on my list? Bananas come and go, man. They come and go. (laughs) Come and go. (laughs) Quit monkeying around. (laughs) So the reason is because it's a great carbohydrate, but it's a very high glycemic carbohydrate for a fruit. So depending on what phase we have you on, it may come and go from your meal plan or from a specific meal. Um, So that's an attestament to how we nod to glycemic loads. That's also why a lot of people ask, well, how come I have to have protein with every meal? Or often I have fats instead of, can I have it all at once? Well, it's because when you combine protein and fat with a carbohydrate, even if the carbohydrate is higher glycemic, it slows down the digestion rate of the entire meal, therefore making it overall lower glycemic, assuming the meal isn't the size of, you know, Wisconsin. So, <laughs> so it's a great question. The glycemic load of uh, the glycemic index does impact your outcome. But if you were to change nothing about your diet and just alter the glycemic load of food, you may find you have a little more energy, a little bit more satiety out of your meal plan. But by itself, it's probably not going to trigger a significant amount of weight loss. It needs to be paired uh, with an additional modality. Okay. Wow. So there's uh, all the geeky stuff. Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) It's good stuff, though. Yeah. So uh, if people would like that sort of stuff tailored for them and their fitness goals, where can they find you? Then you go to metpro.co slash TCO. We'd love to talk to you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Instructors in the news. So Alex Toussaint was visiting a school recently. This is such a cool story. So he went to the school and uh, he like helped all of these young kids kind of like he was inspiring them, telling them his story. And he gave them a $500 shopping spree to Puma. Wow. Isn't that cool? And it's at their flagship store. Um, And he did this like before the holidays. So I thought that was really cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Neat. Awesome. That's very kind of him. I love it. And I guess the program is called Men of Elmont. Ah, very cool, Alex. The Today Show spotlighted uh, nine Peloton instructors sharing their motivational quotes that inspire them. Yeah, I love this. There were so many good ones. My favorite is always you. You don't have to. You get to by Jess Sims. Yeah, uh, that is on my wall over there. <laughs> um, and uh, it is it is a privilege to be able to exercise because not everybody can. And it's it's important to remember that because one of the things that has always motivated me through my Peloton journey has been the people who get up and exercise despite the fact that they have some kind of roadblock that right. doesn't make it easy. And I find that so inspiring it really takes it takes my excuses away and i really appreciate that so that's my favorite yeah i'm laughing because i think i've told this story before it was a long time ago so when i was a camp counselor i used to say that exact same thing to kids but i would say it to mock them (laughs) (laughs) yes you have told that story they were like do we gotta go on this five mile hike Oh, you don't have to. You get to. <laughs> it's going to 
sock. Well, she did used to be a, a, a teacher. So for elementary school kids. So and then, of course, you know, there's all kinds of there's nine of them. So tune day, your mind is your strongest muscle. She's got great muscles. <laughs> Less excuses, more adjustments from Alex Toussaint. If you can't get out of it, get into it by Dennis Morton. I love that one, too. Sounds like a letter to penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Never give up because great things take time. Adrian Williams. Also take a mental lap. That's just my own personal favorite. <laughs> Matt Wilpers. Train smart. Train hard. Have fun. Drink as you pour. Chelsea Jackson Roberts. I love that. <laughs> it sounds messy. <laughs> I'm a disciple of a better me. Sam Yo. They can knock you down, but never let them knock you out by Kendall Tool. Awesome. I think that's nine. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Great way to start off the new year. All inspired. Yes, I'm very inspired now. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear it. Rad Lopez was on Good Day New York. Yeah, this is cool. He was talking about Peloton and uh, he taught them uh, he taught the hosts of the show how to do some some punches. So he got he did a little boxing with them on the show. I thought that was really fun. <laughs> and it's crazy because I didn't see this anywhere else. Like I only saw it on a few instructors like stories. And yeah. that was it, I guess, because it was a local story, probably. But still, it's New York. It's New York. Yeah. I yeah. thought I would have seen. I thought Peloton would have like shown it somewhere, but I didn't see them show it anywhere. Yeah. Well, congrats to rad that's awesome absolutely it's nice to see uh as we segue into this next story some of the newer instructors getting some attention michelle k from shape magazine maybe you've heard of her we had her on the show writes about camilla ramon yeah and and this this article is so cool because it's all about body positivity for the latin the latin community and i love that because camilla talks about how she had a lot of issues with this growing up and she feels like it was specific to her heritage and so being able to talk about this was a really big deal to her so it's it's awesome and michelle k is still killing it so congrats to both of them Bex Gentry was on the Hurdle podcast. Yeah. And so this was kind of talking about the different kind of like going back over 2021. And so she talked about 2021 and her going through her marathon journey. I honestly could not tell if this was a replay of an earlier episode Mm -hmm. or if this was like new information. Bex posted it. So I got the impression it was new content. But for any of you out there who have listened to Bex on Hurdle, this may or may not be a new episode episode so i'm not sure how to process this next article i know i feel i feel a little conflicted yes so it's from in style magazine mm-hmm. but it's also by michelle k it's like she'll just write for anybody well if they pay her i know you know, we'll podcast for anybody <laughs> if they won't pay us yeah so no but no I'm, that's not I'm true te- we would not do echelon no no yeah. we would not um no i i'm teasing but i i, I thought it was really cool yeah, i was funny because when we were talking about the other michelle k i was like she wrote another one of these and i don't see any more shape articles and then it was like oh, oh. Because it it's in, in style. Look at that. <laughs> so yeah, and it's kind of a similar uh, similar take on things uh, from the other article we were talking about. Not Michelle K's other article, but the other article the t- that one had from the, the Today Show. Mm-hmm, I think. Yeah, from the Today. How to actually stick to your health and fitness resolutions from eight different Peloton trainers. Exactly. Yeah. So talking about how they stick to their resolutions, and so they've got a lot of really good tips in here. And some of the folks that you get to hear from are Marcel Dinkins and Hannah Corbin, Emma Lovewell. Rebecca Kennedy, Anna Greenberg, uh, Ross Rayburn, Kirsten Ferguson, Andy Spear. 
So lots of different kinds of advice because they fall over several different disciplines. So uh, I definitely think you should check out this amazing article by Michelle Kay. And speaking of Andy Spear, him and Rebecca Kennedy created their own little fancy pants uh, Spotify playlist. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about this is, do you remember a while back we talked about how Peloton now has a spot on Spotify's workout hub? Mm-hmm. Well, this is one of the collaborations. And oh. um, I saw that another couple of instructors did this as well. So Spotify is featuring pairings of different instructors. So the first one I found was Rebecca and Andy, but there are other instructors that are teaming up and you can find all of them out on the Spotify workout hub where you find the other Peloton playlists. So it's pretty cool. And then Andy and Rebecca both on Instagram were playing whose song was it? So that's a fun, (laughs) fun guess of who added which song. So that's kind of fun. Although I think by looking at these, I think I could pick them out. (laughs) And then finally, Daniel McKenna got a puppy. It's adorable. And his name is Dougal. What a great Irish name. Yes. The quickest way to win the internet is to post a picture of a puppy. He posted so many pictures of his puppy. I am in love with this puppy. (laughs) I mean, I'm in love with most puppies, so it's not really shocking. But oh my God, this puppy is so cute. (laughs) Clip out. So the other day I'm on the tonal, right? And you decide to work out to the new Taylor Swift class. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to a podcast. I'm trying to finish up Mm -hmm. and I can't hear a word of it. And I was like, why is this so loud? At first I thought it was just because it was Taylor Swift, but then it turns out it was because you were using your new Sonos Rome. It's really effective. I mean, who knew it could fill up the space like that? It really did. <laughs> this the, the Rome, if you guys haven't seen it, it's only about six inches long. It's like a cylinder. And so it's really small. But the sound that comes out of it is amazing. And you can literally take it anywhere now because... That's why they call it the Rome. It, that is why they call it the Rome. Keep in mind that we like to use it in the house. Like I like to use it with my exercise equipment. So it follows me down to the basement. <laughs> but it's cool because... I can just hook it up to whatever exercise and equipment I am using at that moment, whether it's the Peloton or the the bike or the tread or the tonal. It's very cool. And you can use it with their app, your Apple AirPlay. You can use it with your voice, Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant. So you don't have to get a whole new system or get used to a new system if you don't want to. No. And it's so easy to set up and they have their own radio stations. You don't have to like go and sign up for a whole nother thing. You just they have ready made radio stations that you can listen to. So it is great if you want to take it out of the house with you. It is perfect. Connects to your Wi-Fi network and the rest of your Sonos system, if you have one, automatically pairs to your phone with Bluetooth when you're on the go. Seamless experience. So if you would like to learn more about it, go to Sonos.com to learn more. Checking out the competition. The Evening Standard, which you were in, by the way. I was. In case you can't recall, you've been in so many places, (laughs) had an interesting article about 
like an overview of things trends. that they're saying might be Peloton killers. Yeah, that's what they were saying. But yeah. really, it's trends for 2022. And some of these are absolutely fascinating. I'm really curious to see if any of these are still around in 2023. Yeah. Um. So apparently climbing walls are going to be a really big deal, at least in the UK. Right. Uh, micro gyms were included in this list. Uh, micro gyms, if you don't know, are when you go to a little tiny gym and it's just you and maybe a trainer and you check in for an hour. Like so think of it like Uber but for a gym. Okay. Okay, so another interesting thing is used fitness wear. But I feel like Peloton's already got that on lockdown. But if not, there is a company called Good Fit. Uh so they have active wear site you can go and get 60% off of the second hand but like new active wear uh, including Lululemon Girlfriend Collective Nike and Sweaty Betty some of them actually it says many of them even still have their tags on so that's an interesting one yeah totally uh, and then uh, there's also a, a team that has it's all of their clothes are made out of bamboo fibers and in theory you can wear them for up to a week without washing them because they're so effective at absorbing moisture mm. and, and and there's no odor eh, I'm, just I am saying, I'm just saying that's what they say i am saying i'm skeptical and then there's what this assault fitness thing which uh, this is the thing that they're saying is going to be a peloton killer which i it's like it's an interactive assault bike workout and you can track your stats and i'm not sure why that would kill uh, yeah peloton, i was i like, like but peloton already does i reread that? the paragraph like three times trying to figure out what's so magical about it yeah i i don't know yeah but what i did think was cool with was this skiing vr game yeah like you put this controller in your shoe and you pretend to ski and it tells you how well you do on like some of the world's like hardest <laughs> courses i was pretty fascinated by that yeah uh, <laughs> it's like mario Kart. Art, but for skiing yeah it looks fun uh and then there's like a core workout now this core thing is interesting because it's weighted hula hooping and supposedly it's going to catch on big time and hula hooping was very big in the 50s it was you know you for know, the kids right uh and then smart recovery you you can have an ice bath at home all you got to do is spend two thousand dollars on your own high-tech ice bath at home how cool is that? Couldn't you just dump some ice in your bath? Yeah, but this, this allows you to check your temperature and make it very specific and like based on your needs, get personalized ice bath. Okay. So. Also, I could dump some ice in my bath I'm just and you. have 1995 more I mean, dollars. If that's what you want to do. And that's, that's assuming what... I bought ice at the store <laughs> and didn't just use homemade ice. I'm I'm just saying you can make ice at your house. You know that, right? Well, I'm just I'm just telling you what's out there. So it'll be interesting to see next year which of these is still around. But I thought it was an interesting little collection. My guess is not ice bath <laughs> because it also sounds horrible. I know you're not a fan. I get it. <laughs> like, the only time you should ever be in an ice bath is if like someone is trying to sell your kidney on the black market. A lot of people do ice baths <laughs> in hyperbaric chambers and stuff to like to get recovered faster. Like it's a thing. Pro tip. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> OK, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> Peloton Artist Collaboration. 
I love the classic rock. I got to tell you, this sounds like the worst artist collaboration of all time. <laughs> it's not. It's, so the the interesting thing is, is that it's not a traditional artist collaboration. So okay. so like what they did is they did a scenic ride. Okay. On the Santa Monica, like it's a Santa Monica scenic ride. I rescind. I re- officially retract my statement because Thank I you. was like the doors. First off. The Doors are the worst. Like, well, I, I love classic rock, but there's, the, there's a few songs the I like. Doors is low grade high school level <laughs> poetry set to mediocre keyboards. It was angsty grunge before angsty yeah, grunge. Yeah, like, it's thing. never did anything. I know they're legendary. I even met two of them. But oh. uh, I There's just, only one that ever mattered Sorry yeah, Right yeah Like that's kind of And I met the other two Because the first one died Before I was born It's right. not my fault Right But, uh, but yeah I, So I was just like A class to the door Sounds awful Like but, maybe meditation So so the interesting thing is Is that this is the 50th anniversary Of LA Woman The entire album And yeah. so you can listen To the album While you do The scenic ride In Santa Monica So I, I do think it's, it's an interesting take On an artist collaboration It's something they haven't done And that's and why I wanted to highlight it And it's a gr- Well we should talk about it Whether I like it or not well, Absolutely if We, yeah, if we only right. waited for things I liked We'd never talk about anything On this show <laughs> But I th- also think it's a great way to get people to sample scenic. Absolutely, it is stuff. You Absolutely, know? but uh, but no, I do I do think that's a fitting way to work in the doors because their music is so kind of low key. Like it just doesn't seem like it would. That's true. It would jibe very well with with what Peloton does. So. Agreed. Because you know who plays bass in the doors? No, nobody. <laughs> there is no bass oh. in the doors. Don't let that scare you. Okay. Let that free you. Okay. In case you missed it. Peloton is challenging you to sample a new instructor. Yeah. Get out of your rut. Get out of your rut. Indeed. What they did is they posted a graphic that has a picture of all of the instructors. There's a whole crap ton of them now. Uh, So a lot of people are not taking this as I will take a new instructor today. They are saying they're taking it one step further. It's funny because we're such type A's in the Peloton world. They weren't like. I will take a new instructor today. No, no. They were like, I see this as a challenge to take all the instructors by the end of the year. And that is what they did. So now this is a new challenge to take all of the instructors by the end of the year. So everyone sees your challenge Peloton and raises you because it is the Peloton community. And (laughs) that's what we do. (laughs) I I feel like this image is like what Zoom calls look like during the pandemic for Peloton. (laughs) Either that or it's like if the Duggars and the Brady Bunch merged Except most of these people Were not on a call at the same time because That's too many instructors and their time is too valuable There's that (laughs) not even Peloton Can afford them all at once No And if that's not enough of a challenge for you, Robin Arzan has a strength stack just waiting. Yeah. So every month, one of the instructors, it just they create, curate the new strength stack for a month. And this year it is Robin. So I will be uh, curious to hear how this goes for people, because we all know Robin can be a little tough. <laughs> And also, Callie has a boot camp challenge for you. Yeah. So the challenge is to take take four boot camps that she prescribes this month. So there's a 30 minute bike boot camp. Actually, they're all bike boot camps. And um, two of them are already determined, one from January 4th, one from January 11th. And then she's got other dates to be determined. But that's the goal. Take all of them. And then I didn't 
include a picture of it. But Ben Aldis has another challenge this month, too. And so he has been mixing strength and bike classes. So there if you are looking for a different kind of challenge, that is another one to hit up as well. And then uh, finally in this segment, uh, there was a new apparel drop and you were underwhelmed. I was. I mean, it was just a few pieces uh, and the colors were okay, but I'm, I don't know. It just, it didn't appeal to me. Honestly, I'm just in a real beyond yoga kind of place right now. Yeah. Uh, And so I'm not really sure if it has anything to do with Peloton or it's just me, but right now I'm in a beyond yoga place. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Duly noted. Yeah. Past guest update. So past guest Zach Honig, he's the miles guy, right? The points guy. Points guy, right? Yeah, and I think he's no longer at the points yeah, guy. Yeah, but that's what, what we had him on here that for. That is People what we had him on, yes. Him, it would probably be because of that. It would. Uh, he got engaged. He did. And judging by the picture, he still has points. Yes, yes. He's still doing <laughs> lots of travel and uh, congratulations to Zach. I think that's so cool. Absolutely. Peloton birthdays. And we have two birthdays this week. Adrian Williams, uh, born on January 9th, and Hannah Frankson, born on January 11th. Well, happy birthday to them both. How exciting. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Keith Dyke. Hey, Keith, how's it going? I'm very well, thank you. It's going very, very well. Wonderful. I feel like this has been a long time coming. When did you find Peloton originally? Because I know you've been a member of the community a very long time. I found Peloton probably from day one on Kickstarter, but then, you know, wrestled with the should I, shouldn't I, will I, won't I, is it just going to be a clothes hanger for probably a year? And then I didn't look back. My first ride was on the 10th of September, 2016. Wow. Okay. That's the official date. That's very early in. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I guess I don't know whether it's good or bad, but I actually did my 900th ride last week. So. uh, Nice. I know people are like, I've done 3,000 in a year. I've done, you know, and I'm like, no, I did 200 in a year. That's a lot. Yeah, because you also ride outdoors and you also take longer rides. Like you're not one to to do the shorter rides. I mean, maybe you are now, but you haven't always. So yeah, and I actually like to do the 90 minute rides. I like to stack two 60 minute rides together. I have a tread plus, so it's easy to jump on that instead. I have an indoor swimming pool, so I do that as well. But no, I really love to get outside and do like a four hour ride, five hour ride with some chance. Well, then I think 900 is amazing. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. That's awesome. It's not your only exercise metric. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know how Americans hate the metric system. Right? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you still, yeah, no, I was going to say, yet you still do miles, but I guess that is eating the metric. That's fine. <laughs> The quickest way to get Americans on the metric system was making weed legal. That's all that was really about. (laughs) Now, have you always been into fitness and sports or was this something more recent for you? I think I've always been into some form of sports, albeit more socially. I mean, I have obviously coming from the UK, I've ridden London to Land's End, which is about 400 miles, three times. Whoa. I always used to play soccer. I would call it football, but people would get confused again. And I took up triathlons probably about 15 years ago, more because I said I would run a marathon before I was 40 and I got to 39 and that was never going to happen. And so somebody introduced me to triathlons and said, oh, this will be easier. I didn't understand the logic either, but believe me, a sprint triathlon is a lot easier than a marathon. But unfortunately, a sprint triathlon leads to an Olympic triathlon, which leads to a half Ironman. 
And then I stopped because an Ironman involves a marathon, which I'm never going to do. <laughs> You're like, you tried to trick me. <laughs> nice try. Came about it from the other angle. Yeah. <laughs> I said. <laughs> and Americans know what football is now because of Ted Lasso. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We well, would... the interesting thing there is Ted Lasso, he plays. I know it's Richmond FC, right? But the ground, et cetera, is Crystal Palace's ground, which is my team. Oh, really? That's cool. Because that's a fictional team, right? They've made up a team. Yeah, I'm sure there is a Richmond FC somewhere because there's every pub or or green has a team, but there is no Richmond FC in the league. Gotcha. Okay. Now, you told us you have the Tread Plus. So do you have the Bike Plus too? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. I I upgraded, whatever it was, a year, 18 months ago, sold one of my friends the bike expecting the next day to be delivered the bike plus oh. only to then get the email that said "Ooh, we had a bit of a delay whoops <laughs> yikes so uh, so luckily i have seven bikes that i can take outside on the road i have a tread plus and i have a swimming board so it didn't interact too much except to just be a bit annoying see that's um, what you point to if somebody tries to give you trouble about quote-unquote only 900 rides right you can be like well, I'd be at like 4,000 if they hadn't delayed the delivery of my bike plus. Right. That's yeah. I'm sure yeah. that was it. Lay all the blame at the door of Peloton. <laughs> now, <Exactly>. seven <laughs> outdoor bikes. Do you have a separate garage for your bikes? Like, how is this even happening? Well, we have a three car garage and the kids have to put their cars outside. So <laughs> mine, the wives. My bike. I like that priority, though. I do, too. Kids. I do. They are kids. Yeah. They'll be fine. Buy your own house. <laughs> so you have a three-car and a seven-bike garage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So are they all, like, hanging? Are they on racks? I mean, one of them is a tandem, so it's slightly higher up, and another one is an elliptigo. So there is a bit of a stretching of the needle there as far as bikes is concerned, but they have two wheels and then pedals, so that's, uh, that's the way it goes. I think it counts. Yeah, they're, they're all hang, they all hang from the wall. Yeah, on, and it definitely on swivel, counts. On swivel racks, so it's almost like selecting clothes in the morning. Which bike should I wear? <laughs> How often does the tandem get chosen? Just Valentine's Day. <laughs> it actually doesn't very much. It's, I, have, I have some friends that come over from the UK and we blast around the neighborhood in it. And I tried to get my wife to ride on it, but she won't do it. I bought her shoes for the Peloton five years ago. They're, uh, they're not still in the wrapper because luckily my daughter is the same shoe size. But no, uh, my daughter is, and uh, not my daughter, my wife is the Tom of the family. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got one. Yeah. <laughs> so is a tandem bike hard to ride? I feel like you're really putting your faith that the other person isn't going to tip you over. I know. That's what I'm worried about. Like, I think I would wipe out. How are you doing that without wiping out? It's easier to pedal faster, but you don't. And as long as you've got somebody who can ride on the back, then it's not a problem. And the guy on the back is supposed to be the stoker. So it's supposed to be the guy that really pushes and doesn't care about the guy on the front, just goes, I'm going to give you everything. And then the guy on the front changes gears and steers. Um, I generally find that I'm the guy on the front. Are we still talking about bikes? Like I'm... I'm not so sure. I feel like this happened yeah. the last time we talked yeah. to somebody on a tandem bike. <laughs> I was like, do we have Dan Savage on again? What is happening now? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've come off a normal bike a couple of times. Pretty I believe it's, a it's not a normal bike. It's a cisgendered bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. But now you are also the admin of the Peloton Road Riders group. There's probably more than one admin in the Road Riders group. Okay. But tell everybody what that group is, because there's a lot of people that have actually never heard of that amazing group. We started in November of 2016. We just had our five-year anniversary. And to be honest, it's just an incredibly supportive group for riding outside. Most people had a Peloton. Some people have not kept their Peloton, but have actually kept riding outside 
we hook up with all sorts of other people, all sorts of road riders, 6,000 of us, I think, at the moment. And generally, we're cuckoos. We join other people's races and rides. There's a bunch of rides called the Farm to Fork Fondo, which is generally over on the northeastern coast. And we do those rides quite often. Hincapi Grand Fondos, George Hincapi runs. We've joined those for the last couple of years. In fact, a couple of our riders are ambassadors for George, so we get good, good perks on there. And uh, no, Honestly, it's just such a great camaraderie because we're all focused not just on peloton, but road riding as well. The fact that we joined all together, and I'm sure you guys know as well, having been on some of the other Facebooks and on your own Facebooks as well, that community is immense and it's huge, right? For just from a social interaction point of view. I know that, you know, grandparents and parents and even I will talk about Oh, when I was growing up, community was it was everything. And we haven't lost that. We just went virtual and you need to join it. Yeah. I love the Road Riders group because, as you said, they, you guys are all very supportive. And also, if anybody out there ever wants to buy a road bike, like you guys are great about spending other people's money. That's kind of a bit of an inside joke. I need to spend my money. And then you come over to the Road Riders group and say, what should I buy? But in all seriousness, always great advice over there. Great advice about getting a road bike. And for people who, you know, might be in the Peloton community, never considered that they might want to road bike. I just think they should know about this group and that you guys are able to help with that. And you've had so many great get togethers over the years because like, some of the instructors have joined you guys at times, right? Originally, we started with Matt. Matt used to come out with a few rides with us. In fact, our, our first road rider invasion at the studio, or the mothership, as we used to call it, <laughs> we rode around Central Park like five or six times with Matt and then ended up at the studio for his 90-minute ride, which I guess shows a couple of things. Right? When we first started, there weren't many of us either to be able to fit in the studio, but that was fantastic. And we followed on from that. But yeah, and then Christine over the last few years has joined us on quite a few rides. And even when she can't join, she rides to the end and supports the finish and cheers us in. So we've got quite support there. I have dropped a couple of notes to John Foley that he should sponsor a ride that we can put together, but he's never answered me. I don't know why. <laughs> but maybe, maybe this is the time. Well, you would think that the Peloton's PR team would be all over that. So Peloton PR, if you're listening, this is your chance celebrate the road riders group, support them, get out there and make it an awesome Peloton event. That would be so cool, especially because indoor events are going to be hard for however long that's going to be a thing. And it would be cool to have a Peloton outdoor event that everybody could join from everywhere. That'd be cool. No, I think it is. And I think that even just as road riders, we have our own kit, as you know. Yes. This is our cel celebratory jacket for, for, for year five. And just getting to the events, we always wear orange. It's always some form of orange. And just seeing the wash of orange that is being worn is actually quite incredible to get to the start. And even when you're recycling up to somebody else and going, oh, these are road riders, I can be able to say hello. You instantly um, know. You instantly know. And it's like, those are my people because you can see them so easily, the designs and everything. And so because it is orange. So it's amazing. Whenever and it's great for when you do those road rides where you also deer hunt from the bike. <laughs> like extra safe. Yes. <laughs> just the rifle over the shoulder is a bit of a problem, but, you know, just don't fall off. After right. The, after the first couple, you get the hang of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you, Tom? Tell you us do. about that. Yeah. Tell us all about that, <laughs> Tom. Anything I love more than riding my bike, <laughs> it's hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just thinking that you couldn't give people that kind of advice if you've never done that kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> so now you've had five kits, you said. When do they get released? I feel like it's at the beginning. Whoa, look at that. Two fancy whoa, pants. Whoa, for, for everyone not watching YouTube, he just flashed up like all a, the kits, a graphic yeah. of all of the kits. He's look at very that. Very prepared. He is. He's got his own PowerPoint. <laughs> you don't even. You don't even need us. 
<laughs> I can leave at any point in time. Just every once in a while, say something offensive, and it'll be you like I Tom never, covered. It'll be like I never left. <laughs> Why has Tom got an English accent all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So cool. So let's see. I have two of those. I have two. Now, when does the next design come out? Interestingly enough, the next design comes out in 2026. So the design committee last year, and I've been on the design committee all five years, and every year we put out something in about November, October, November, and say, look, do you want to spend some more money or should we not design a new kit? And almost uniformly every year it's been, let's spend my money, spend my money. (laughs) You guys know how long it takes to put a podcast together. It takes a good month of arguing and uh, cajoling to get an agreed. We have a design committee, so there's only five of us, but still a lot of arguing and cajoling. Sure, totally. So we decided there wasn't going to be a new kit until the 10-year anniversary. That might be a surprise to a lot of people listening to to your show. Um, Breaking news. I may well get a lot of hate mail. We know all about that. Yes. (laughs) We get hate mail, too. (laughs) Wow. Five years. So that means that you plan on having a Peloton, Peloton still being in business and everyone still being in the group on Facebook. You're still going to be adminning. Five years is a long time to commit to all that. Yeah, maybe I'll be ousted. No kit. Do you remember the great no kit debate of 2021 where Keith was no longer seen anymore? Well, I really hope not. <laughs> but I mean, having said that, all five of these kits are still available, right? So it's not that we're closing shop and saying, no, that's it. If you haven't joined the clan, you're not in. But uh, no, we said, like, there's only so many things you can do with Orange. That's um, fair. Yeah, I, I get is, that. This is probably enough. Having said that, if there is a great demand, then, you know, I'm sure we can come out of retirement and produce a new one. But uh, I'll give you those two URLs. One is for the 2021 kit. And then for some reason, all the rest gets shifted to vintage. Ooh, so it sounds very program, fancy. Yeah. It's, a, it's a different URL. OK, yes, definitely. We will post those as well. Yeah. Charge $10 more for the vintage. And people will be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it must be worth more. <laughs> At the very start, we thought about maybe charging an extra dollar for every item and then just putting that towards good causes or whatever. And it became such a nightmare that, you know, all we charge is cost. And we actually get really good discounts from uh, Jack Crew, the, the designers that we use. You do get great um, discounts. Yeah. And we do get and also, like people who've never put money aside for raising money for causes, like it, it's so complex. Yeah. Like, the way that you like all the, the hurdles you have to clear and all the things you have to consider, it can be very difficult. So, yeah, oh, I yeah. totally get that. Your tax return, my tax return, their tax return. It's like, uh, I tell you what, you just buy it at cost, it's fine. And then when we have a charity event, you can contribute to that. <laughs> <laughs> And so obviously you said earlier, you're not originally from the U.S. So you didn't have like a straight line from the U.K. to the U.S. There's a bit of a story there. You have a journey. I mean, it starts about 1989. So get yourself a big cup of holics. Okay. Or hot chocolate. (laughs) I actually didn't fly for the first time until 1989, which puts me at the tender age of 21. And whilst that probably sounds quite old, obviously being in London, I got to go to lots of places in Europe via ferries because there was no tunnel at that time. My first flight was a 16-hour flight to the Maldives for a scuba diving trip, and that was quickly followed by six months sailing around Central America with 29 other Canadian crew members as we're on a Sail and Life Training Society ship, which pretty much was just, you know, sail, get to know each other, get to know anybody you pull into port with, say hello, and work things through. I think that even though subsequent to that, I've been on many, many trips. I've been to Africa, been all around Asia, I've been, you know, I think those two trips themselves just introduced me to so many cultures and civilizations, for want of a better phrase, that helped me in my work ethic. And, you know, just always trying to understand other people and other people's problems, not just going, why don't you understand me? Right. right. <laughs> and so 
in 2000, I was actually offered a job for the company I was already working for. I was offered a job in New York. And so just going back a few years from there, I used to work for, for Morgan Stanley. At the time, we had a few people over from the US in the UK that were working on the project or with the project and leading the project that I was on. And my wife or a girlfriend at the time said, just to let you know, if you, ever you are offered a job abroad and you turn it down, I will break both your legs. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess a couple of things. One is that she hadn't been on the two trips previously, so I didn't have quite that ethic of understanding other people's ideals. <laughs> and four years later, she did become my wife, so I guess I got over the threat. Um, but yeah, we, so we came over in 2001, really on a two-year contract, stayed till 2003, when the company that I was working for, Deutsche Bank in both instances, said, we really have a good job for you in Germany. We need you to integrate some Dresdner Bank business that we just bought. So I went to Germany for three years, did that work, and then was like, okay, I guess we should go back to the UK and start preparing for life there. And my boss phoned me up again and said, no, you need to come back to the US and sort some other stuff out. So, uh, <laughs> so we came back and have been here since. So 2007 was our rejoining, if you like. I like to tell people I Brexited before it was infamous. <laughs> uh, so it was fashionable. Yeah, I was just thinking them calling you in to sort things out. And I just thought like, man, fixing things Americans screw up. Talk about job security. <laughs> <laughs> You are safe as a kitten. Do they call them kittens over there? Yes. Okay. I didn't know. They call them like, you know, wombly rats. Wombly rats? Then yes, they call them kittens. It sounds like something the British would say. Wombly rats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fun. So you've been living here ever since. Wow. Is it tough to change? Like, I realize that since everybody speaks the same language... That it's not as much of a shift. Right, right. Exactly. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I would think it would be hard just from a cultural perspective to leave everything behind that you're used to, move to a whole nother country. You don't have people that you know and can rely on in the same way. And I would just think that's tough. So... Once you've done it once, it's easy to do it again and again. But yeah, it's moving to Germany. We had the kids in our first instance in New York. So they, they were born in Manhattan. Um, And we dragged them off to Germany and then dragged them back again. Actually, the first couple of times they were asked what their nationality was, you know, they didn't know. They were like, are we German? You're English? Are we English? uh, (laughs) To be honest, yes, that's funny, but I also don't mind that. It's like, you know, wherever you feel comfortable. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I used to say they have great opportunities because they have a European passport and they have a US passport. Obviously, the European one got a lot smaller just recently, so. (laughs) (laughs) yeah hopefully it will change again someday Uh, so tell us about the peloton rider cup when does that happen and tell us all the good stuff about that the peloton rider cup was just something i participated in but i got fairly embroiled in it relatively quickly just because i think that i just kept reaching out saying jimmy what do you want me to do and i think i was the only road rider that actually joined not because everybody else turned it down because i was the only one that knew about it so Vernon Diaz is a great guy who set up the event. He runs a website called barcall.io, which is used to help people run challenges together. So anybody that doesn't know that, you know, check that out on Facebook as well. But Peloton Dads use it. I think the UK Bulldogs, the UK Lionesses, that may not even be the UK Lionesses, it may just be Lionesses. <laughs> There's a few Facebook groups that already use that to run things like Power Zone rides. They put them in together so they don't have to, to worry about recording their stats. And if you go on to there, he's got things like doing the Paris Challenge. He's got the five rides up the volcano in Hawaii that Christine did. He's put those all together so you can actually compete against other people doing them. Oh, don't do it at the same time. But the point of the Ryder Cup was, I think he just said, yeah, well, we've got enough people in Europe. We've got enough people in the UK. Let's just, sorry, 
in the US. Um, <laughs> let's just have an event. And when I got to hear about it, the US men's team was not quite 50 people. So I said, look, hey, I'm a dual national now. I became a citizen in 2018. I'll ride for the US. And he said, oh, God, that's great. And, but at the time, they were still in heats for the US women, the European women, and the European men, just to sort of get to the 50 people of each of those that were going to, going to ride. So uh, I was like, okay, this has got a lot. This has got really big really quickly. And then strangely enough, one of the downsides, changes as a result of the pause button was that we had to do a live ride. It was actually supposed to be the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And then Vernon, his daughter, was due to be born on or around that day. So he decided to move it up a week. So that was, it became the 21st, which I think was good for the US side because there was a lack of turkey being peddled at that time. Yeah, um, I was going to say Vernon should change the name of it to the Turkey Vern. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be an annual event, or at least that's the plan, right? He chose Christine's climb ride on the Sunday before Thanksgiving as the ride. And because I, you know, casually acquainted with Christine, I I dropped her a note and said, uh, there's going to be 200 people on your ride that may or may not be following your prompts. So we had a little bit of an exchange. (laughs) And then she designed a ride for the race and gave everybody shout outs and, uh, you know, encouraged people on. And it turned out to be the Dirty Dozen climb, which is, I don't know if you know, but it's, it's a race around the 13 not necessarily highest, but worst climbs in Pittsburgh. Oh. Um, and so uh, <laughs> so it was a bit grueling and you didn't have to, you could literally follow her metrics. Wow. Um, you didn't have to go, oh, I'm just going to go all out for an hour and we'll see where we are. It was like, no, let's do these climbs and then we'll, we'll end up where we are. The cut, what could be a long story short, the US won. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think we won by two points. Wow. I mean, so it was like neck and neck. It was pretty close. But yeah, I actually spoke to Vernon this afternoon and he said that the next event is going because there was a few complaints about, well, I'm Canadian. How do I get on the US? How can Uh, I not get on the US team? I'm, you know, from Azerbaijan. Who do I ride for? So he's going to do a World Cup and it's going to be country against country in uh, starting in February. Oh, exciting. That's cool. If you want to be a part of that, just uh, check out Barkle, that's B-A-R-K-L-E dot I-O. On Facebook, and you know, obviously, I will try and promote it as much as I can around some of the other teams as well. But it was a lot of fun, and actually, I got my PR both on one of the training rides and on the main ride. I got PRs on both of those. So, uh, if that's your thing, then definitely look it up. Wow, and that's cool, cool that she designed a ride for yeah, it. Yeah, it that's is. Really awesome. that's she's really great nice. about doing stuff like that. Oh, she just kind of jumps she's in. That's awesome. You've also had a big year with your weight loss journey. Why don't you share about that? And I want to know, like, what worked and what didn't. I was going to pick, put up another graphic, but then it's just a picture of me being really fat. No, I, I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> like that. But, uh, it's okay with us if you want to share. Yeah, no, no, I did send it to you, so you can post it if you want, but it's been there on my own homepage, so it's fine. But my weight loss journey has been, I don't know, one where I've been dedicated to losing weight for the last seven years and never really done anything. You know, I've hundreds of miles outside, hundreds of miles on the peloton, known God knows how many miles in the swimming pool, the treadmill, working out on the tread, and it's just... It never did anything. So I think there was, to me, there's sort of three phrases that come true. One is, and it's always been true, and everybody knows it, which is you can't out-exercise a bad diet. Absolutely. Everybody yeah. knows that, but everybody thinks they can. I spent six years thinking I can. The second one, I wrote these down so that I didn't forget. Everything works, and then nothing works if you're looking for a quick fix. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking, anything you do will be a quick fix if you've got your mindset. But then as soon as you stop, oh, where that weight will come back from? The last one, which has become my mantra for probably the last year, is don't worry about your diet. Worry about your diet. What do you mean? Don't get onto a diet. Don't think, oh, and I'll pick a few and then I'm sure there'll be the wrong ones, right? But don't pick intermittent fasting thinking it will be the solution. Don't pick Weight Watchers to be think it will be the solution. Don't think, right? Because they will all work until you stop doing them. Pick something that will become your diet 
your and lifestyle. What you eat, what your lifestyle is, what you and I know that's Weight Watchers mantra as well. But, but uh, make it a it, noun, not a verb. That's right. Exactly. It's just make it the way you live. I do intermittent fasting. Pretty much means I stop eating sometime between eight and ten, and then I start eating again sometime between twelve and four. But you know what? Sometimes I get up and I have a bagel for breakfast. So what? I know what that does. I know what that impacts. And then, uh, you know, occasionally I'll go out for a few beers with the boys. That doesn't help either. But it also doesn't make me a dull boy. Right. They might disagree. (laughs) (laughs) You have to have a life still. So um, I've lost 45 pounds from last Thanksgiving to this Thanksgiving. Congratulations. and I still want to lose some more. And I think it's just a case of now, you know, finding a slightly different tweak to however many calories I'm eating a day or something that I can support. Because as I say, if I'm sure if I do this for two weeks, it will work. Right. right. And then I'll find myself back at 260 pounds and I'll be depressed. Yeah. Which you don't want to do that. I mean, that's the thing about that is, is that there's so many levers there. Like Angelo is always saying for our MedPro segments, there's only so many levers. And if you pull all the levers and and you reduce how much you're eating, there's nowhere to go from there. Like you're eating as little as you can. Your metabolism has slowed down. So you got to start increasing how much you eat just a little bit at a time and then do it all over again. I will say that I love Peloton. I love riding outside. Eh? You know, it's not the biggest difference to me has been introducing weight training. I must get your leaderboard name on Tonal. Oh, it's, it's real easy. It's Tom O'Keefe. <laughs> Let me write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to write it down on post it or I'll forget. <laughs> He's so creative. Well, yes. Mine, strangely enough, is True Grit, same as it is on Peloton. But no, I didn't say it's not to the detriment of Peloton. It's great for cardio. It's great for, uh, actually, I think the community on Peloton is better just because of longevity, right? Because I think that the community on Tonal is fantastic too, especially the original Tonal page as opposed to the OPP. But sure. let's not get into that debate. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't no, think, I think it's a debate. Big. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be a bad debate if we posted it on the OPP. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah, so we'd get eviscerated there. Yes. <laughs> they would scream at us telling us how wonderful they are. Yes. yes. Yeah. But, yeah, you challenge that. Exactly. But yeah, the weight training does make a difference because it like, obviously you're gaining lean muscle mass. So that's going to make your frame smaller in addition to losing weight. So it's everything kind of goes together. Do you feel like, I don't know, Tom has always said that whenever he's lost weight, that through this process with Tonal, he has found that it's changed his shape. So like the weight that he is now, he actually like if he was that same weight, I don't know, five years ago, that he would look heavier than he does now because of tonal. I'm constantly losing inches, for want of a better phrase, and that's enough from you, Tom. I don't want to hear <laughs> <laughs> um, to the extent that I say my wife, I'm trying to not go down that rabbit hole because I know Tom will say something. But um, you know, I, we, every couple of months, my wife is going to measure my neck, and, and I've lost 33 inches in two years, which to me is huge. I actually bought some some thighs. 36 inch waist jeans, which you know generally might sound a bit big, but I was wearing 42s. Um, that's incredible. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. Last October, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I know no, that, but, like I'm basically 180 right now and I've been 190 before, but I never could wear size large in a t-shirt. I still had to wear an XL and I was moving to large when I was 190 this time. So like it definitely changes your physical makeup regardless yeah, of what no, the scale I think certainly broader shoulders even just walking you know i noticed that my clothes are not tight to me yeah um, and it's just fantastic even whether that's trousers sorry pants um, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah if or, ted lasso ever becomes a tailor we'll figure that one out yeah. <laughs> or haberdasher is that what you would say <laughs> 
even Kingsman didn't even change that anyway. No, that's true. Do you have a preferred instructor? I guess the answer is yes, but you know, you ask that question, it's a huge debate. And if the next thing you're going to say is which of my kids do I prefer, then you know, we're going to have to end the interview. But I would say that I generally stick to the power zone instructors for that sort of structure. So obviously that's Matt, Christine, Olivia, and Ben. But that doesn't mean that I don't find Liang Painsby and, and Jess King. And I actually just started doing some Alex rides as well, which is not my type of music at all. I really enjoy the rides. So I think there's rides out there for everybody. And I've also introduced so many new instructors just recently. I'm like, oh, I'd have to stop tumbling <laughs> to get onto the... <laughs> Sounds like a deck of cards. You get the different yeah. instructor for each one. Yeah. And then, and then on the trip plus, to be honest, it's Bex and Rebecca are the oh. two that I go to there. And then Matt, whenever I really want to be beaten up. Yeah, he's kind of known for that. Yeah, he is. And I'm sorry, I'm going to, I got to pee real quick. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. I was trying to make no. it to the end, but ah, <laughs> uh, the 50. <laughs> there is no relief. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, that just reminds me of an old comedian. I used to be a not in line got used, which probably means nothing to you, right? But he did a sketch about people going to hell. And he pretty much goes through, you know, this is the sodomists, blah, blah, back up there, backs against the wall. And he gets to the people who said, all those that need the toilet. And he said, no, this is endurance without relief. I'll probably murder that. But that's well, tell me the comedian's name again. Um, I can't. <laughs> well, no, that's okay. I will Google it and see if I can find it. Oh, Rowan Atkinson. I can tell you it. There you go. Rowan Atkinson. Okay. Very yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's Mr. Bean. Yes. So do you have any advice for people just entering the world of Peloton? This is an interesting one because there's advice for people who are just entering road riding and then there's advice for people who are just entering Peloton. So you, you can do just road riding if you want. That's okay. The newbies to Peloton is the easy one. Don't worry about the OPP. Don't worry about joining your... I mean, find a tribe, but right. you know, don't do that day one. Find out what you like first rather than joining a tribe and then doing what they like. Get Ride everybody more than once if you want or just cross off who you don't like. Then just have fun. I think um, that's great. Absolutely. And then for the road riders, I guess a couple of things. One is, you know, if you don't have a bike and you're looking to buy one, then find a local bike store. And in fact, find more than one. Go in there, just have a chat with the people. Don't even buy a bike the first time you go in. And don't buy the first bike you ride. You might end up buying the first bike you buy, you ride. But like going shopping with my wife, she'll buy the first pair of shoes she tries on, but not for another hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, like Crystal. You know, go- she'll buy the first pair of leggings that she tries on and the second and the third <laughs> and the fourth. I have seven bikes. I don't know. I can't complain. You can't. (laughs) I have like 85 long boxes of comic books. Exactly, Tom. So I can't complain. (laughs) We all have our things. Yes. Whichever you choose, because each bike store is obviously aligned to a manufacturer. So just because you like a bike or you go in the first store, they're not going to have the bikes of another manufacturer. That second manufacturer might be better for you with regards to the fit and the process. But yeah, get to know your local bike store because there'll be a mine of information. As much as the road riders are, join us. Even if you don't ride outside yet, we'll accept you. And I can say that because it's me that will be accepting you. That's right. Um, That's literally. Just make sure you answer the three questions. These, three, these questions three. Um, answer me these questions three. <laughs> so uh, you'll get in and then you can ask us as many questions as you like. As I said before, we are a really supportive group. I think since I've been the admin or since I've been since Laney, Chris, of power zone request ride fame and i have the admins i think we've kicked three people out for not really agreeing with us and that they were very very abusive oh, everybody yeah. else has just been very friendly and very accommodating and it's good that you and then, keep it tight yeah 
as road riders, we're always posting our own rides. Like, this is what we're going to do on Sunday. This is what we're going to do on next Tuesday. So you can ride with us. But also, you can ride with anybody. If you join a good bike store, they'll probably have local rides. And they'll have rides that are for, you know, the groups go A, B, C, D. You, know, you just join whichever one you think you're going to be good with. They'll have group A rides will be, uh, you know, go as fast as they can. And if you can't keep up, then you're dropped off the back. And then that lower down, they have no drop rides. So, uh, you know, whoever's at the back is the pace of the group. Yeah, that's the ride for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little slower. Okay. It's for everybody, right? That's, right. that's why they do that. That's right. So, yeah. So, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we let you go, uh, remind everybody where they can find you in all the various places. Sure. Well, it's actually only two. I do Facebook as Keith Dyke, strangely enough. And then I'm on Insta with KDD23, but that's sporadic. I keep trying to do more because my kids keep hassling me about it, but there's only so many things you can have in those gadgets. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. We have seven bikes, and so all the gadgets are out there. <laughs> That's your limit. You rule one bike for each social media platform that you utilize. Oh, <laughs> he'll be on the tickety talk. Yes, <laughs> I'll be going back to MySpace, Friendster. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. We do. No problem. Great talking to you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? We are going to talk to Peloton great Sean Woodbridge, and she tells us amazing Peloton stories and includes her giving her kidney, donating her kidney. So it is quite a wild ride. Ha, pun intended. Yes. Um, But it's a really great story. So make sure to stick around and listen next week. Awesome. So until then, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike and the tread at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash the clip out. While you're there, like the page, join the group and wherever you're getting your podcast from, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. Set yourself free